You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. This, of course, is our theme scripture for the year. Notice the book of Romans and the 8th chapter. And we're going to read one verse of scripture. That be in verse 14. Romans 8 and verse number 14. Notice what Paul says to the church at Rome. Paul says in Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so when Paul wrote to the church at Rome, notice again that he said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. The proof of being a son of God is being led by the Spirit of God. If an individual claims to be a son of God, yet he or she is not led by the Spirit of God, they are none of his. They are none of his. Because the proof of God being our Father is that we are led by him. Come on, I'm going to have to deal with that. Because we're so accustomed to everybody saying, well, you know, we are all God's children. But that's a lie biblically. You have to choose to be a child of God. Now, we are all God's creation. We are all created by God. But to be a child of God, one must submit themselves unto God. Well, I know I love God. Do you obey God? Jesus himself said, if you love me, some of y'all not liking it. If you love me, keep my what? Commandment. The proof that you love God is in your obedience. You can't say you love God, yet you stand in opposition against him. He himself says, by your own actions, you show me you hate me. Because you refuse to obey me. And so Paul said, if we're led by the Spirit of God, we're sons of God. Two definitions. Number one, son of God has to do with those who are truly born again. Figuratively, son of God represents a mature saint. Remember what I've been teaching. No way to be led by the Spirit of God and you're not going to mature or grow up. If you would just be led by the Spirit of God, you're going to mature. You're going to grow up. Why? Because of who's leading you. No way the one who knows everything is going to lead you and you're going to stay ignorant about important things. No, he's going to enlighten you. Come on, somebody. But I have to be what? Led by him. Now, this leading that Paul talks about, and I'm coming to my subject, is not something we do every other day. Or when we feel like it. 
But no, Paul is talking about a lifestyle. Making being spirit led a lifestyle. And so based upon that, my subject this morning is spirit led lifestyle. I want to talk about spirit led lifestyle. A spirit led lifestyle. Can we give God a praise this morning for our subject? Come on, a spirit led. When it comes to the word lifestyle, one simple meaning of lifestyle is simply a way of living. A person's lifestyle represents their way of of living. And whenever you look at a person's lifestyle, again, that being his or her way of living, we all need to see that as a choice. I have a choice in how I'm going to live. I have a choice in who I'm going to listen to. I have a choice to whom I'm going to be close with. Come on, somebody. I have a choice as to whom I'm going to pattern myself after. Life is about choices. And whenever we start making the wrong choices in life, it's going to affect how we live. You know, you, you, you have to deal with people nowadays who they don't like their life. They don't like their lifestyle, yet they're not changing their choices. Come on, somebody. Y'all know this is some good teaching. I said they're not changing their choices. And many of us, before we got saved, if we would be honest, there was a time or two, or for a lot of us, there was a whole lot of time that we hated what we was reaping in life. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching. Somebody ought to give me an amen. There, before you got saved, there was a time that you hated what you was reaping. You hated where you found yourself at in life. But watch this. But you were not ready to change your choices. I remember being caught in a vice of gambling. And as long as I was winning... I didn't question my choices. Come on, somebody. I'm just going, I'm, I'm, come on. I said, I didn't question my choice. As long as the dice was landing in my favor, <laughs> woo, life is being good to me. But the moment those dice stopped on the wrong number, seemed like they stopped on the wrong number all night. I'm being, I'm, I'm just telling it. And when the night was over, my paycheck was gone. And man, I would go home and at the time me and Donna was shagging and she'd be trying to encourage me. Everything going to be all right. I just, and I'm just sitting there like, how in the world I'm going to tell this girl I lost it's like, you know, have y'all ever just, just got upset with yourself? 
Have you ever said, now some of you did. I often say you ever hit yourself, but I did some. So, so have you ever just wanted to what, What's wrong with you? Why you keep doing this dumb stuff? Come on, I know y'all don't like it, but it's, so I got I to gotta keep it 66. Why do you keep doing this dumb stuff? Why can't you just get it together? Look, so-and-so got it together. So-and-so got shot. What's wrong with you? Why can't you get it together? But it has to do with choices. Choices. And so what Paul wanted the church to do or the saints to do at Rome was to make being spirit-led a lifestyle. See, the problem in a lot of churches is that, yeah, your family know you go to church. But they don't see church in, in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll quote a scripture. Yeah, you'll, you'll say something. But see, what Paul knew, what needed to happen, I should say, with the saints at Rome, is that they were going to have to start living a totally different lifestyle. Come on, somebody. And they were going to have to do it at Rome. Remember, cause it's Romans 8. The epistle is written to the saints at Rome. Pastor, why is that important? You have to know history. At the time Paul is writing this, Rome is the type of place where some of everything went on in Rome. Come on, somebody. Rome worshiped every false god that there was could be worshipped at Rome. Rome was so into idol worship that its emperors were named Caesars. Caesars was a title for a man who felt he himself was God and was deserving of worship. Oh, can I drop one on? Nobody is to be worshipped but God. Come on, come on, where my true Christians at? We don't worship two and three God. We worship one God. We don't bow before several God. We worship one God. Somebody better tell Oprah. Somebody better settle straight. We worship one God. Oprah said that there are many ways to, to heaven. And Oprah be a liar. There's only one way. One way to the Father. And that's through His Son, Jesus. And when you get Jesus, and you get Jesus right, you know what you get? Lifestyle change. Oh, I know I'm talking right. You'll hear it in a person. They don't, they don't talk the same. What's done happened to her? That girl done got saved. A woman can't really get saved and keep sleeping around. Woo! I don't care how much she been sleeping around. If she get good and saved, if she get saved right, she gonna close them legs if she get... Y'all don't want me to teach it. Hold on. 
what she had never had strength to do. She going to find herself saying to a man, not without a ring, not without a commitment. Oh, you ain't, you ain't never needed a commitment till you start going up there to that little church. Call it what you want to call it. But, I'm teaching writing, some folks not liking it. Many of us, when we look at where we came from, we're not claiming to be perfect because there's only one who is perfect. But I'm not what I... Boy, I thought y'all were ready to preach. I said, but I... Hold up. I never claimed perfection. But I'm not what I used to be. I don't walk the way I used to. I don't talk the way I used to. I don't go where I used to go. And see, to be honest, when you have a lifestyle change, you're not always going to have to leave people alone. They're going to leave you alone. Oh, somebody with me right now. They ain't going to call you back. They ain't going to want to hang out with you. You don't gossip no more. They ain't going to call you. You ain't clubbing no more. They ain't going to call you. Uh Uh-oh, can I drop one of you? You ain't got free weed no more. They ain't calling you. And see, we always going to have in every church hypocrites. People who are claiming to be something, but no one sees a lifestyle change. Some men don't treat their wives right. But then when they get really sad, when they get a lifestyle change in them, they start learning how to love that woman. Start learning how to appreciate that that woman. Be good to that to that to that woman. But up until then, a man may love his truck more than he loves his wife. The brother needs a, a, a lifestyle change. Are y'all with me? Now, there are benefits to living this way. I said there are benefits. When I look at people who won't get saved, I look at them like, hey, you're missing out. There are benefits to living a spirit-led lifestyle. And some of us know that. One of the benefits is being productive in every aspect of your life. How so, Pastor Cocker? Because of John 16, 13, when the Bible said, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. Come on, somebody. He will lead you into how much truth? Into how much truth? How much truth? If the spirit of truth is sent to lead us into all truth, 
How can we not be productive in every aspect of life? See, understand, when you have a spirit-led lifestyle, woo, teach it right, Pastor. That ain't going to be something that just helps you in the church. Come on. That's going to be something that's going to help you outside of the church. That's something that'll help you run your business. That's something that'll help you with your career. Come on, some of you, you're living this. You ought to give me an amen. You ought to be giving God a praise because that's what has turned your life completely around. Being spirit-led. Look at the benefits of being spirit-led when you know who to befriend. Look at being spirit-led when you think about knowing who to trust and who you can't trust. See, some of you, you trying to make all those decisions on your own. Well, yeah, Pastor, I ain't saved, but, but one thing I've always been able to do, I can read people. And, and, and you maybe can do it to a certain extent, but you can't play with the devil. You can't play with demons. Come on, somebody. Is the word right? Is the word right? It may be tight, but is it right? See, don't worry when it gets tight as long as it's still right. There are benefits. You can sometimes ask the Holy Spirit, can I trust her? I'm teaching good. And the Holy Spirit will let you know how far you can trust a person. You can trust her with this, but don't ever tell her this. And then as soon as the Holy Spirit tell you that, a person, sometimes they don't mean no harm, sometimes they do. They, they'll tell you stuff like, well, you know, if you ever need to talk, you can tell me anything. And see, you know they're a liar because the Holy Spirit just told you, don't tell her everything. Can I just teach this thing right? I don't believe you should tell nobody everything but God. Pastor, you need somebody to talk to, call me. I, I ain't calling you. I ain't calling you. Why? I'll tell you one thing. I can tell y'all one dream that I've had. And most of you ain't going to want to listen to me no more. You can't tell your spouse all your dreams. You're a fool. I tell my spouse everything. You're a fool. When your spouse bump you at night because you moving and, and going on and you they like, oh, what's up? Hey, 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 something went wrong. And you know you were... You, you going to tell them who you were with in your dream? Oh, Pastor, you'll understand. <laughs> but, but let me ask you that, brother. Would you understand? <laughs> you had that kind of dream, girl. Keep to yourself. <laughs> no, no, I want to hear it. <laughs> when I said that air, brother, I was like, oh, God. Y'all know me and we don't do good with stuff like that.
I got some honest brothers out there. But see, there are dangers of not being spirit-led and it being lifestyle. See, see, listen to me. This is the problem in the church. A lot of folk trying to stay saved on their own, by their own power. I'm going to tell you something. That's frustrating. That's frustrating because you only have so much power. We can only do so much. Pastor, I'm trying all I can to put these drugs down. But they keep calling my name. See, when they call your name, you got to have someone more powerful than you who answers the phone. It's got to be that thing that is calling on you, but talk to Jesus. Talk to the Word. Come on, somebody. Don't sit there and act like you ain't ever been saved and stuff called on you, thing pulled on you. That's what's wrong there with some people. You want to make them think that you're perfect. Like you don't have any struggles at all. You need to stop lying to folk. Look at Second Peter. Y'all hang in here. Look at Second Peter. Yeah, see, there are dangers of not making being spirit led a lifestyle. I'm coming some of y'all way. There's a danger. There's a danger. You need to be aware of it. Notice Second Peter. Because when you are not spirit-led, and it's not a lifestyle, are y'all listening to your pastor? When it's not a lifestyle, somebody shout, when it's not a lifestyle. Okay, listen to me. You're going to find yourself going backwards. You're going to find yourself living in reverse. You're going to find yourself in the church. But getting worse. Revisiting dark places. Because being spirit led for you is not a lifestyle. What Pastor, what you mean revisiting dark places? Because most of us have a testimony that in some form or another, we've all visited some dark places. Some of us, when it comes to our thinking, you, you be honest with folks. You tell them, like, I can't go back to thinking. I, I, I was in a, I, God, I know I'm talking to somebody. I was in a dark place when it came to my thoughts. And I know that only by the grace of God did I make it out of that place. Come on, I'm teaching to somebody about dark places. Places where we don't want to revisit. But if you don't make being spirit-led a lifestyle, you're going to find yourself revisiting things that you said you never returned to. You're going to find yourself going back to people you said you was done with. And a lot of time it starts off in the secret. 
Because you're ashamed. Come on. Oh, I'm teaching. It's a good word. It's a good word. Even if some of y'all not acting like I know it's a good word. Because it's feeding me real good. Because, you know, once you publicly tell folks, look, I'm done with that. The last thing you want is for folk to find out and see that. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Look at Save Susie. Good, ain't it, homegirl? Thought you were done with it. You don't want that. You don't want that. How, how many of you ever remember back in the day when you were fooling with folk? And you told everybody, you done with them. Girl, he asked about you. I wish he would. If you see him, tell him, keep my name out of my. Talking all that, like I'm done with. He can't do nothing for me. And then you out somewhere and you say, I know that ain't. Ain't just back on his arm. Ain't just back in the car with him. Smiling up something. We laughing and it seemed comical. But there's a downside to revisiting certain places. People don't even know that you took a lot of pills. They don't know that stuff about you. They don't know really how bad it got for you. You was in a dark place. And if we don't learn how to make being spirit-led a lifestyle, I'm telling you, you're going to find yourself revisiting things and places that you were supposed to be done with that. Look at Second Peter. Oh, it's quiet in the house. It's quiet in the house. Because one thing about a spirit-led child of God, he or she going to be able to keep moving forward no matter what they go through. No matter what they go through, God going to give them the ability to move forward. Man, he lost the best job he'd ever had, but that brother is spirit-led. It's a lifestyle. My brother gonna be okay. God gonna give him a better job. But he ain't go, he ain't going, he ain't going back. That brother gonna keep moving forward. You have to be able to do that. Cause life will throw some stuff at you. If you ain't ready to deal with it and move forward, it'll kill you. It'll take you to depression. Look at Second Peter 2. We dealing with this thing. Now, y'all, we turn to, we turn to a lot of scriptures sometimes. Because I really like for folks to see the Bible. Pro, I mean, it's second, second Peter 2, 22. But it has happened to them. Y'all with me? Second Peter 2, 22. But it has happened to them. What has happened to them? According to the true proverb. The true saying. Well, teach it, Bible. Talk to us, Peter. Help us, Peter. But it has happened to them. Wait, it might happen. Where my church at? It, it, it may happen to them. I think it has happened to them. 
but it has happened to them. According to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit. And a sour pig, that swine, having been washed to her wallowing in the mire. Pastor, I believe once saved, always say, liar. It's a lie. That's a lie. The only reason I've been able to stay saved is being spirit led. Being spirit led. And anybody in here that's been saved for some time, oh, you done had things come for you. Come on, come on. I ain't going to get myself in a whole lot of trouble today. You done had people come for you. You done had people try you. How many of you ever just had somebody try you just to see how how saved you really? What you going to do, brother, when a woman comes to you looking like you like for them to look? Smelling how you like for them to smell. I know the kids up here today. I got to. And she basically just says to you. You can have it if you want it. I know she didn't just say what I think. She just, yes, she did. And you get to looking all crazy. And she, oh, oh, and I know you're married and she ain't got to know nothing. I'm down with that too. Ooh, who this be? If you not spirit led you might get yourself in a whole lot of trouble you can't get out of come on y'all come on come on saints what's easy to get in that pastor preach what's easy to get in it's not always easy to get. Y'all ain't never stepped in nothing and you, you want it out. You want. How did I get here? Brother, it ain't a hard thing. You stop being spirit. What y'all think happening with a lot of these preachers? You see a lot of these preachers falling. And some of you had them up here. Ned's coming out that they've been living down here. What happened to him? He's a good preacher. But he ain't spirit led. He's a good hooper. He'll hoop your socks off. He'll hoop till you want no more. He just is not spirit led. But listen to me. But when it comes to a pastor or a man of God, that's one of the most important qualifications. 
because you can't lead others and you don't know where you going. Because if the blind, I thought y'all read to preach. Because if the lead the both going where? Look at somebody like you ain't scared. I'm telling you, I ain't going to the ditch for you. Look at somebody else telling me I ain't going to the ditch for you. Look at First Thessalonians. Let me show you what the problem is. What is the problem, Pastor? The reason why some are going back. Why some are revisiting things. Let's notice First Thessalonians. Are y'all hanging in here? Well, Pastor, to be honest, I'm so saved that I can't fall. Oh, dear brother. You, you, it's sad because you already fail. You, you thinking like that, you already fail. One thing that helps me to make being spirit-led a lifestyle, listen to me, y'all, is that I know I can fall. See, when you live like this, you get up every day knowing, Holy Spirit, I need you today. That's when you pray every day, Lord, help me today. How many have to deal with some people throughout the day that, that you got to pray to deal with them? Some of y'all scared of folk. Some of you live with folk. You got to pray. Just keep living with them. I mean, come on. You missed two days of prayer. You ain't going to be at home. I mean, y'all will work with people then when, 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 when the job ends on, folk, on, on some folk faces. They're like, oh, I got to go home. Man, I got to go home. Man, y'all want to go hit some golf balls? You know, they closed the club today, man. The club ain't on. We can't do Man, y'all, y'all go shoot some hoop or something? Man, we can't do that. We out of shape, man. Just keep coming up and say, brother, what's going on, man? I don't want to go on. <laughs> y'all laugh, but y'all see, I ain't even laugh. Because you have women that they don't make home a place that men want to come home to. Who want to come home to all that nagging? All that fussing? Where you been? Oh, God. Yeah, thought you got off at three. Yeah, I told you I had to go by the store in there. What you get at the store? Oh, God, man, you, you want to see the receipt? I'll go on it. A gallon of milk. 369. Food giant. Come on. Woman. Y'all laughing? Y'all laughing, but it's real. Well, Pastor, I don't like you talking about me like that because I'm only like that because I have trust issues. I was hurt really bad in my last relationship. Well, woman, why did you go into a new one without getting ill? You knew you, <laughs> you knew you were damaged. Now you're going to hound a good man away based upon what a last man did. Why you change your passcode in the phone and didn't give it to me? First Thessalonians five nineteen. <laughs> I preached on that one time and got in serious trouble up here in the church. 
<laughs> First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians 5. I don't told y'all that, but I'm going to tell you again. I'm coming I'm to I'm close. I worked with this old man years ago. Y'all know I didn't tell some of y'all that. He said, young blood. He said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, what's up, man? He said, two things you don't want in life you can't trust. He said, that's a woman in a car. And one day my car broke down on the side of the road. And I didn't know what was wrong. I couldn't trust that car again. Every time I got in, I think I'm hearing something. I'm like, this car finna stop it. How many know that when your car quit on you and you don't know? Until then, you thought you can get in there and just go to Florida and back. Now some of us won't even take our car to Atlanta. We can't trust it. You, you got to go to Atlanta, you're going to get a rental car. Just to go to Atlanta. First Thessalonians 5. I'm going to show us why some of us going back. It's a serious word. Show me why some of us keep revisiting things. And, and now don't always as saints think about crack and liquor. See, some saints keep revisiting bad attitudes. Come on. And some saints can be real. Oh, you ought to stop that. You ought to stop that. Yeah, but you ought to be able to stop this by now. First Thessalonians 5, and notice verse 19. Here's the word that Paul gives this church. He said, do not quench the Spirit. Do not what? Quench. Who? The Spirit. Notice, to quench means to stop, to hinder, to impede. Do not quench the Spirit. Don't stop the Spirit. Don't hinder the Spirit. Don't impede the Spirit. From listen, listen to me. From leading you into battle. See, when we quench the spirit, we stop him from leading us into battle. We stop him from helping us be be battle. Do do oh, oh good word. Do battle. See, see, Holy Spirit will begin to to work on us. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit works on us based upon our prayers to God the Father. Come on. If some of you, the Holy Spirit is trying to help you based upon what you ask God the Father to do in your life. And so he's showing up to help you. He's the helper. To lead you in into better. To show you how to do better. To show you, uh uh-oh, watch this, how to have better. You want all this, but you're a stingy person. Holy Spirit, I'm going to have to show you how to give. Come on. He empowers us to reach our full potential. And, And listen to me. Again, God don't want you to just reach your full potential in church. He wants you to reach your full potential outside of church. If God done ordained for your business to do great things, you can't be quenching the spirit when he's trying to help show you how to run that business. You can't run your business the way everybody else run there. 
See, because the Holy Spirit is, he's going to help you. But tell you, but when we quench the Spirit, we impede him from helping us. Imagine telling somebody, just imagine this. I don't need your help. And the person you're saying that to know everything. He knows every, he knows what you need to do. You don't know, but, but you won't listen. Listen to him. Look at Romans 8. Lord have mercy. There's somebody sitting right here now. You know that word that you just like, God, I can. Lord, I've been quenching the spirit. I've been hindering him. I've been impeding him from doing in my life. Did y'all hear me? What I asked God to do for me. Lord, I want to have things. Holy Spirit going to work on. He going to work on. And, and sometimes he going to get to working on you and, and get that jealousy out of your heart that you have when, when you see other people with stuff. Come on. How many of you ever been there with you just asking God for things? Just asking God, Lord, bless me. Do this, do that. And it seemed like God started doing that in everybody's life but yours. Come on. And you wondering like, Lord, I said. You just got turned down for a car. And now somebody pulling up at church. And they already got two cars. And they only got another brand new car. You. It can make you look at God like, are you, pl- are you playing? But see, he wants you to learn to be happy for other people. Y'all be surprised folk in here that claim they love they kinfolk. I love my family. Well, why you not happy when they do better? Everybody else showed up for the house dedication, but you didn't make it. Why didn't you make it? And when you did come, you didn't have nothing in your hand. This word is right. This word is tight. I love you. Why, why you don't ever give to me? Woo! Romans 8, is tight up in here. Yeah, so sometimes I had to learn in my life, man, the Holy Spirit is working on me, and, and, I, and, I, and I can't quit you. I can't quit. I've I got to let him. Just, you, y- y'all know how the old saint you say all the time in the church, Lord, have your way. And see, that's still something we have to be able to say to God today. Lord, have, have your way. Because look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, cause say, say, neighbor, if truth be told, God know how. And when, and when to do stuff for you. Come on. He know how. He know when. How many are glad right now that God started blessing you with certain things when you had your mind right? When you got your mind. How many are glad that God didn't do certain things for you years ago? You'd have lost it. You'd have squandered it. You wouldn't have valued it. That is some good teaching. But he waited. You'd have gave it away to folk who were just playing with you. Cause you didn't have no wisdom. Everybody asked you for something cause you had it. You giving it. When you get wisdom, folk can ask you for stuff. No. No. I need a hundred dollars. No. Mm-mm. 
I know you got it. Yeah, you know, I, I got it. But I'm not giving it to you. See, don't lie. When somebody asks you for a hundred dollars, don't be like, I ain't got it. You got more than a hundred. Stop lying. Don't lie. Tell them the truth. Romans 8. Oh, they're teaching good. Likewise. Notice this reason why we don't want to quench the spirit. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our what? Weaknesses. Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26. Let me know when you have it. We're in the close. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise. This means we don't want to quench the spirit. I'm showing you why you don't want to quench him. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our what? In our what? In our what? Somebody shout, all of us got weaknesses. Shout it again. All of us got weaknesses. How many of us? How many of us? Pastor Housen. First Lady Housen. The deacons. The ministers. Adults. Young people. But notice who helps in our weaknesses. See, everybody don't help you in your weaknesses. But see, the Holy Spirit helps in our weaknesses. He's there to help us where he know we weak. I better help him because he don't know what he's about to do. I better show him because he's about to step off a cliff. I better warn him because he's messing up. Come on. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. I just want to read a little bit of that. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are. Why the Holy Spirit got to help us? Because sometimes we don't know things. Sometimes you're going through things. Get down to pray. You don't even really know how to pray about this. Get down to pray. You're so hurt. By what somebody did to you, you're so hurt by what they said. You're so hurt by the lie they told. And you get out to pray and you don't even know what to pray. The Holy Spirit said, let me help him. Let me help him pray the way he needs to pray. Let, him, let me help him ask God for what he needs to ask him for. And that's time we start praying in the heavenly language as the Spirit give us utterance. But tell your neighbor, as Pastor closes it, a spirit-led lifestyle comes with many benefits. Tell him in the close, he's only going to mention one. And tell your neighbor, that is a spirit-led lifestyle leads to an overcomer's lifestyle. If you will have, if I will have a spirit-led lifestyle, I will also live an overcomer's lifestyle. That's what Paul wanted for the saints at Rome. Let's go to Genesis and then we'll close it. A good word. I said a good word. Even a little bit it made some of you mad, it's still been a good word. I said it's still been a good word. Notice Genesis 41. Oh, look who we talking about in the close. 
a man who went through a whole lot of things. Whole lot of people like to reference the story of Joseph. Yeah, they do. Whole lot of people like to reference all that our brother Joseph went through. And y'all know Joseph went through a whole lot of things. And Joseph can be described as an overcomer. Come on. Remember I said earlier how the Holy Spirit, he helps us. Certain things God show you in your life he wants you to be. It's going to take the Holy Spirit helping you to be that. Do you remember? I'm closing. Do you remember when God the Father showed Joseph a dream where his parents and his brothers and all of them were vowing before him? And he told that dream to his brothers. And the Bible said they hated him for it. Remember it did. It made him a coat of many colors. And his brothers, they, they hated their own brother. Sold him in, in, into slavery. Joseph gets down there in slavery. In a man's house by the name of Potiphar. Doing everything he know to do. He is the boy going through something again. Potiphar's wife. Wants to sleep with him. Joseph takes off running. She had grabbed his clothing. Tore a piece of it as he was running. Her husband get home and she said, look what the Hebrew slave came in to rape me, to violate me. Lying on him. And the man knew Joseph was a good man. But he believed his wife. I ain't never said this publicly, but. And, and, and it's just, it's just me. I, I, I don't think that was the first time that woman did something like that. I'm just saying. The man throws Joseph into prison off of a lie. He gets into prison. He interprets dreams. He interprets a dream for a person in prison that comes to pass. He tells the person, look, I did you something good. I've interpreted a dream. When you get out of here, just remember me. The person says, oh, oh, what you did for me, I'm going to remember you. The person gets out, doesn't even remember Joseph. Pastor, why are you saying all that? So that you will understand that life is about overcoming things. All of you are going to go through things. I'm going through things. But we have to overcome. Now I'm going to bring you to the end and show you something about Joseph that a lot of people don't take in consideration when they look at his life. Yes, he was an overcomer, but why? Why was he able to overcome so much? Why are we going to be able to overcome so much? Notice Genesis 41, and we're bringing it in. Genesis 41, 37. So the advice was good. Now Joseph done got out and ain't being able to talk to Pharaoh, the head man. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this man? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Why did he do it? Verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servant, can we find such a one 
as this man in whom is, did y'all catch that? The spirit of God. Pharaoh recognized this man is spirit led. And that's when Joseph was able to overcome all that he did. He was spirit led. Tell somebody, if you will be spirit led. And that will be your lifestyle. You will also live an overcomer's lifestyle. Tell you neighbor, that means don't worry about what you're up against now. Just allow the Spirit to lead you. Amen. Come on, let's give God a praise for the subject. A Spirit-led lifestyle. Come on, let's stand to our feet and give God a tremendous hand of praise. Come on, let's rise to our feet all over the sanctuary. Come on, all over the church. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, the presence of God is still in in His house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A spirit-led lifestyle will cause you to live an overcomer's lifestyle. And when you get to that point, you don't you don't spend time worrying about whether or not things gonna work out. If I'm gonna come through this, you already know the answer. As long as I'm spirit led, it's going to work out. God going to always help me. He's going to always show me what to do. He'll always show me how to handle this. Whoa, God, we are so thankful. Amen. I want to pray for somebody in my clothes. Somebody that feel like you're, you're going through some things. I want to just pray for you that you are Humble yourself. Allow the Spirit of God to lead you. You're going to overcome whatever that thing is that's opposing you. Lift your hands right now. If you're in the sanctuary and you're going through, you're having some opposition. You're facing some challenges, some trouble. But all you got to do, child of God, is just keep being spiritly. Just keep, keep acknowledging God. Keep praying. And you're going to overcome that thing. Matter of fact, you ain't going to just overcome it. You're going to do like our brother Joseph. We're going to come out of this thing better. Better. I'm coming out better. Amen. Lift your hand. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for a powerful word. Truly, Lord, you know, you know all. Nothing is hid from you. The things we go through on a day-to-day basis, you know, God. You never fail to deliver the right word to us, to help us. And so so we're just grateful today. We're just thankful. And pray even the more that you will have your way. I pray, Lord, for these, your people whose hands are lifted, who are going through challenging times. But Heavenly Father, I pray the more they submit themselves to you, I thank you for giving them the answer. I thank you for showing them 
the way. I thank you for empowering them. And Lord, I know that they're going to come out better. And so I thank you right now that even as the prophet of this house, I speak better over their lives in the name of Jesus. I speak boldly that all is well in Jesus' name. If you have your hands lifted, just touch and agree with me by saying all is well. It is well. It is well. Come on. Just tap yourself on your chest and just say all is well. All is well. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a big hand of praise. All is, all is well. How many know God is good? We are preparing to lay free will gifts upon the altar as our custom is. As we dismiss every service, we're laying free will gifts upon the altar. I would that everyone would lay something on the altar, even if it's a quarter. Even if you have change, lay it on the altar. Trust God. Believe God. If you're giving online, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. What a powerful word God sent. God sent this word to deliver somebody who had revisited places. He sent this word to deliver somebody who was about to revisit a place that God didn't want you to revisit. God, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word. We are ever grateful. Hallelujah. We are ever grateful. Hallelujah. How many are like me? God just amazes you how time after time he give us the right word. Time after time he give us what we, what he know we need. I know. I see what he going through. I got to give him a word. I got to show up. I got to help him. That's my daughter. She been crying out to me. She been praying. Hallelujah. And I got to help her. Amen. I can't leave her. No, I got to help her. I got to strengthen her in the midst of what she going through. Amen. Come on, give him a clap. Yeah, he, he strengthened somebody today. Gave you power to deal with that thing, that person. I'm about to loose the mic as we rest to our feet. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.